Did you know that we have a Patreon? If somehow this information missed you like a Solonar Wrestling promotional, I've got good news. The best way to support us directly is to go explore patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers and loot magic items like Alaria Archives, Alex's deep dive podcast into the incredibly detailed and nuanced world she created for QPR, One Page Dungeons, original adventures written by the goblins here at Goblins Growlers that you can play at home with your own adventuring parties. Original D&D art prints from our local art team, Feral Fox, including collaboration shirt designs. There are a variety of support tiers and each unlock original QPR and D&D content, adventures, other one-shot RPG podcasts, early release and bonus QPR content, and merch. So please check out all these cool things and more at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. He's a good boy. All right. The problem is, though, is I realize that Chapman's wearing headphones and me saying that is basically just me saying that directly into Chapman's sound holes. And I mean, not... Chapman, Chapman's a good boy. I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. episode of Quid Pro Roll. We left off with Boat and Leandros getting a little more intimate in their conversations. Solonar got to take a shower finally, and the rest of the gang watched on as Johannes dealt a finishing blow against his opponent, bringing him into the final round. So, we return to the setting sun over the joust at the festival at Marine. Uh, Koza, we're gonna open up with you at apparently the worst possible time because Chapman is being attacked viciously by his own dog. Jeez. Okay, one sec. Let me just let him calm down first. Sorry. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. We'll start the story at Solinar. That is so... Oh, we got a dog yawn in the mic. That was so cute. I probably should have let him outside while we were taking that break there, but... Yeah, go get some pup snugs, and I will will open at Solinar. So... We're kind of we're kind of between bouts right now, correct? Uh, the other bouts are going to happen. Johannes is between bouts. I hadn't realized that jousting was um, I don't quite such a theatrical spectacle with the with the chest caving in of the plate armor and the the simultaneous striking in midair. And is that normal? Does anyone know? I think that might have been a unique situation, though I do admit this is my first time watching a joust myself. I mean, it was awesome. I won't lie. Better than wrestling? Oh, no. No, no. No. There's only one true sport. Do you think that's wrestling? Well, yeah. Because it's it's not even like it's a proper versus. Like, you're both working together while you're competing. That sounds dumb and doesn't make sense from what I've witnessed you guys do. It's okay. I'll, I'll explain it all when we're not in the middle of watching a different kind of performance. 
So, Koza, you are going to be sitting with Rain and watching... You have seen all of the same things that Solinar and Alita have seen. Yes. What are what are Koza's thoughts? Where are you right now with all this? Uh, Koza's been to uh, Joust before. Uh, they're not really something he loves or anything. But he also doesn't hate them, you know? It's just kind of one of those things you do. It's like watching a movie on TV because it's what's on, but not because you have any... Like, yeah, I'll watch the second half of Step Brothers again, you know? It's whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'll watch the second half of... A, a Knight's Tale? Yes. <laughs> Starring Keith Ledger. <laughs> Keith Ledger. Um, Keith Logbook. My favorite you. actor. So, yeah, because it's just kind of been watching and applauding at the right times to applaud, and... uh not applauding at the not right times to applaud <laughs> not not applauding at the uh you know horrible maiming going on yeah so um the joust is still going on right uh like, they're setting up for the next round yeah uh um how do you feel about jousts are you asking me um is this is this bad conversation <laughs> no it's it's fine I just have never really seen much of the appeal. I've had to go to quite a few, and I've, while those I have accompanied have found them riveting, I've always just found, I mean, it's two sweaty people hitting each other with weapons. Certainly not like I don't see that enough in my day-to-day. Ah, um, what do you mean? Well... I attended many events before I became a knight, and since I became a knight, I watch a lot of sweaty people hit each other with weapons. Do you enjoy that? In what context? You don't sound particularly excited about it, but it also seems like it's your job? (laughs) Well, are you particularly excited about everything that you have to do for your job? I enjoy the the things that I do do i guess to be quite honest i'm not entirely sure what my role is or job you know about the prophecy and everything that your compatriots have been doing correct um i know some about it what do you believe is your role here do you believe in the prophecy do you believe you have a part in it well if i do believe in the prophecy I'm not in the prophecy, so I couldn't really say if the prophecy is true, what my role in it would be. That is fair. I can see that. But I more am wondering how you personally feel about what your role might be. If you would see their journey through, or if this is simply who you are traveling with at the time. Well, I guess right now if if i had to be honest i feel like this is just who i'm traveling with at the moment i mean this party has to return to laria but i'd really rather not be here right now you are trying to get as much distance between you and here as you can are you not uh, i think that's an, an accurate way to say it i wish i had advice for you but unfortunately i don't I don't think I can understand your situation well enough to be helpful. I think it's at least good to talk about it. 
You will not be the first person I have just listened to talk about their problems. uh, uh, I'm sorry. Why are you apologizing? I hope I'm not bothering you if a lot of people are always talking to you about their problems. (laughs) I wouldn't worry too much about it. You're fine. Uh, Okay. Though I would recommend, if I can be so bold, I think it would be wise for you to open up and trust your party a little bit more. They are... I believe they have been through a lot, and I think it would be best for all of you to try and see about forging some kind of bond. Watching your friends, or forgive me, your traveling companions, I am not terribly encouraged by what I'm seeing. How so? Or rather, uh, why, why do you feel that way? I believe in the prophecy. I believe very deeply in the prophecy. If only because the queen does, and I am here to support her. However, in my experience, personal relationships and bonds are what would carry the day in journeys such as this. And I am not seeing strong enough bonds in your party. I am very concerned about the lack of connection and the lack of trust that I see in your party as a whole. You see a kind of pensive look on Koza's face. So Johannes... The other two jousts are going to pass by with both Breland Erol and Argent tied as the victors, meaning that the finals are going to be a three-way battle between Argent, Breland, and Johannes, meaning two of the Ilarian knights and Johannes. <laughs> the battles that you guys saw, the jousts that you guys saw in the in the fights that the Ilarian knights became victorious and were very swift and very decisive. There was not, it wasn't like Johannes's where they had like three passes and then some back and forth. There was, there was very little room for any kind of doubt on who was going to win. Um, The plan is going to be, as was explained to you earlier, that there is going to be a three-way joust, which means the three of you are going to set up at different corners and charge at one another in three passes like you previously did. Uh, Whoever falls first uh, immediately gets a demerit against them. Second, no demerit, but the third that remains on his horse will be be able to stay with points. And then you all are going to be in a melee free for all combat, the three of you. Bring it on. Wonderful. So says Johannes to no one. Cole just walking up. He's like, yeah, Cole. Cole's just kind of like looking at you like, bring what on? What did I do? Cole, you picked the you picked the perfect perfect lance last time. I'm trusting you again. Cole looks and nods and walks over to the lances and starts balancing them again. As he's picking them up, he shakes his head and like tosses them behind him like he doesn't care about them. And then he finally picks one up and nods at it thoughtfully, and then throws it behind him. And then he walks over to another lance and picks it up and kind of sneers at it, then shrugs, nods, and brings it over to Johannes. When he threw that one lance behind him, did it just deck somebody? <laughs> yes. A different a different uh, page? A different... It decked a different squire. Yeah. He is currently the dominant squire. Mm-hmm. He is the alpha squire. Mm-hmm. 
Johannes takes the lance, he hefts it from hand to hand, and he's like, A perfect choice, but I'd expect nothing less from a perfect squire. Wink. Cole, Cole kind of looks touched and, and, and sort of puts his hand to his chest. He looks he looks like he's feeling some kind of way about that. Well, time to do a sonic. Let's go. So uh, Cole again heaves you up onto Snuffles, who looks uh, ready and raring to go, uh, bloodlust shimmering in her eyes. Oh, I love it when the flecks of red aren't directed in my direction. So you are going to ride out with Snuffles, the setting sun catching its final rays upon your armor. Along with you is the silver and blue garbed Argent, and the blue and white garbed Breland. While they sound like they would look remarkably similar, the white and silver are noticeably different enough that it is not confusing, despite my very similar description. I'm confused. That's fair and reasonable. Basically, if they're wearing blue, take them out. I can do this. All right, I'm going to have you uh, roll dex, then strength, then a saving throw. 12, 13, 13. It's about as average as it gets. You want to know what those rolls were? Uh, so 12 for dex. 10, for- 10, 10. I rolled are three you, straight 10s. Are you serious? Are you rolling just three D6s? Is that what's happening here? The three of you are going to charge, and it, it, it it's this really sort of almost beautiful formation of two of you charge and hit each other, and then one of you, and then you both ride out to the other ends, and then one of you charges to another, and then the other one comes in, and it's just this beautiful flowing sort of sort of movement. Um, however, Argent is taken off of his horse first by Breland. Um, he kind of like throws his helmet down in fury and you know storms off to go get his weapons for the next phase. So he of- takes his helmet off and chucks it down. Yes. What's his hair look like? Uh, black, silky, and a little bit like below chin in length. So it's now you versus Breland. Roll again. Yeah, Johannes turns, and he's like, Well, Snuffles, this is it. For all of your ancestors and the thousands they killed, let's do it. Snuffles uh, whinnies victoriously and ready to go, and you charge. Eight. Eleven. Crit 20. Are you serious? What a what a thing to crit. All right. So you you do a second pass uh, thwacking each other pretty strongly, but both of you staying on your horses. You feel rooted, strong. And because of that crit, I'm going to give you advantage on the next three rolls as you do your next pass. Snuffles. In this moment, I feel like we have become one entity. Half man, half horse. There has to be a word for this feeling, but I think we can make this happen. We're gonna win. Snuffles winners. We're like a snuff taw. <laughs> That's all I need. I just needed one laugh. That's all I wanted. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
the add advantage you're, you're gonna give me that well that's good i'm gonna news. give you advantage for each of these rolls oh that's great news so i'm gonna i'm gonna narrate them because this dice has been weird so i got a two and then a 17 so that's without modifiers so now that's a 19 then i got a three and a 13 so that's a 16 then i got a one and a 17 so that's a 20 unnatural what it's just one of those what? days. I don't know. It's a good thing you gave me advantage. I did. Otherwise, this would have been a cartoonishly hysterical, dumb failure nonsense. What did I roll? A one, three, and a two? Were those my disadvantage ones? They were all under five, I remember. We have them on recording somewhere. So, the two of you are prepared. You brace yourselves and point your lances and charge at almost breakneck speed. Fulgar! Your lance collides with Greenland and knocks him off of his horse. An audible gasp goes through the crowd, including from Alita. Wait, did I hear an audible gasp from Cole? Uh, no. Oh, well, you said something there, buddy. Hey, perfect lance, by the way. This is the first time in years that Breland has been beaten in a joust portion. I wonder when the last time he was beaten, maybe it was to Johannes. You now have advantage uh, on the on your points for this joust. Does that mean you I get an extra extra weapon? <laughs> You're going to have a shield, a mace and a sword in your teeth. Just Shiva. OK, so, uh, yeah, advantage. Johannes is like. Advantage us! He tosses the lance, uh, which may be broken. Maybe it's broken. Yeah, it's Maybe broken. It's, or it's shattered. He tosses it over to uh, to Cole, and he's like, "Perfect lance, just like we talked about. You're a professional, Cole." And then he he jumps off, and uh, he also takes his helmet off because he's not going to be outdone by this dude who doesn't have as good of hair as him. And he takes it off. His hair's up so that like it's in a, a ponytail so that the uh, the helmet won't catch on it. So mm -hmm. it's helmet off and then hair like loose and flowing. And he grabs so it's like it's like when a girl in a 90s action movie takes off a motorcycle helmet. It's oh, my gosh. It's exactly like that moment with one more step. And then he grabs the he grabs the mace from Cole and he grabs the shield and he's just like he does a, a quick little bow to Cole. And he's like, thank you for equipping me for success. Just like the public education system. And he does a quick bow and he turns and uh, begins to go towards the arena. Oh, my God. And he's like, now that I've done all this narrative greatness, I really hope that I do well to himself. All right. So I'm going to have Johannes roll uh, initiative. Oh, man. It was going to come eventually. So I got a six. For initiative? Yeah. All right, cool. So I was too busy talking to Cole. <laughs> so as I get the battle set up, we are going to go over to Boat. Boat, you hear the cries of the people in shock and in excitement and revelry and random bursts throughout the joust, at, even as you sit in this tavern. Hey, man, do you know what's going on out there? Ah, uh, yes, I believe it is the last rounds of the joust. Oh, man. Wait, how long have we been here? About an hour. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, do you want to get out and see the last part of the joust, or are you doing fine right here? 
I am interested in seeing what is becoming of my friends who are participating in the joust, yet I am also having quite a time with you. Well, why don't we just hang out for a little bit? Maybe order a pie or something? I'm happy to do that, friend. All also, right, well, I imagine that many more of my of my comrades are with your party as well. It only makes sense that we two should bond. I agree wholeheartedly. What's your favorite kind of pie? Blueberry, sir. Oh, fantastic. A barkeep. <laughs> barkeep? Blueberry uh, pie, please. Can we, get a, can we get a blueberry pie over here for my boy? The, guy, the bartender looks up. An entire one? I mean, I imagine I'll have some of it. Right away, sir. All right. I got the pie. Don't worry about it. So you <laughs> must have heard that our queen has he kind of like looks around conspiratorial and leans in. Our queen is quite supportive of your journey and the prophecy. How is it that you all have held up so long? I won't lie. There's uh, been a little bit of luck involved. You know, we had a bit of a scrape and then boat like gets in a little. He tips his hat up so he can get in a little bit closer and speak in more hushed tones. He's like. Had a little bit of a scrape with a blue dragon. Uh, we ended up blowing up some other kind of dragon at the Ocean Var Games. That was also a blue dragon. It was so hazy, it's really hard to remember. There was so much going on that day. Fair. Um, yeah, you know, uh, we were when we were sailing to Ocean Var for the first time, we ended up fighting a sea monster. I've chucked an anchor at it and, uh, you know, delivered kind of the, the killing blow to it. It was... One of my better stories, if I'm being honest. We've been betrayed, uh, but we just keep soldiering on. You know, we've had we've had a couple of uh, victory notches in our belt. That's enough to keep you going. It sounds so. I am I am comforted by how strong your resolve seems to be, especially given the importance of your success. How much uh, just sort of generally how much is known around here of what we're trying to do? Uh, by the populace, nothing. Um, by the knights, only what the queen has deemed us worthy of knowing. But she has expected us and relayed to us our need to ensure the, the completion and success of the prophecy. Well, I very much appreciate your support. The queen is a possessor of the dragon sense. I believe your girl, Alita, has it as well. I see. Does, she doesn't have some kind of dragon amulet, does she? Some sort of pendant? The queen? Yeah. Uh, she does not. No relics okay. have made their way into the royal family's hands. None such as Alita's pendant. I really wish you could come along with us on the, on the mission. Yeah, I have a feeling you'd be a great help. I imagine I would get in the way more than anything. At least that's how it's been described to me by my comrades. Oh, I don't believe that. You seem like you really know what you're doing, man. Like, look at the shape you're in. You would be such a such a benefit in, in a fight. I don't know if form is everything. You have two very skinny men with you that are shown their prowess as warriors. Oh, I, I know, I know. The, the guys do great, and I'm glad to have them. But, you know, sometimes it's hard being the, the only big tough guy. Well, I am glad that they have a warrior such as you. Thanks. I think the knights are lucky to have a warrior like you, too. Oh, what's interesting is that I am the weakest of all of them. I don't believe that. Oh, no, we train against each other regularly. And I am not, pr I am not adept in magic, nor do I have the blood of angels running through my veins. 
Well, I'll tell you what. We got a couple of minutes before the pie gets here. Let's have a good old-fashioned arm wrestle. Are you about to make me do an arm wrestling thing again? It's for love. Is that what it's for? <laughs> Is it for your love of the stupid Mamut plot line you did? Does Mamut come out of the audience like, like, oh, arm wrestle him, beat him. You must destroy this gravy boat, Barnes. Well, it wouldn't be Mamut because Mamut's still in the gym. It would have to be Mamate. That's no. what else, yep, Mamate. Is Mamate, right. like, has, has Mamate just decided that, like, this is her life goal is now to defeat Boat? Mamate had heard that we were going to be heading back to Alaria, and so she started traveling back immediately, which, since it took her a significantly longer than it took us, but we went the wrong direction for a long time, we arrived at basically the same time. It's all, it's all working like clockwork. At the sound of Boat challenging someone to a wrestling match, an arm wrestling match at that, you hear a familiar female voice from the tavern crowd. Yeah, Chapman, I'm oh, tagging oh. you in. Unmute your mic. Uh, Gravy Boat, I've returned. I have found you and I'm here for the gym of Mamut. Do you know this woman, Boat? The what now? Can, can I roll history to see if I remember what's going on here? Absolutely. You, I'm sorry. Hold on. You don't remember arm wrestling a man so hard he turned into a ruby? Like a month I, ago? I don't remember his name, which I, is all she said. I don't remember her because there was a lot going on that day. Yeah. I like even more so that he's rolling history as if it's like a historical fact <laughs> of the world. It's my own history. <laughs> Not like wisdom or something like history. Like if Reddit in it. Did I read this in a book somewhere? I think I saw a Reddit post on that somewhere. Oh, <laughs> that just makes roll sense. personal history. Um, That's a nine. You have no idea who this woman is. You just oh. vaguely remember, like, something involving a gem at some point in your life? Now, he's like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. You know, I've been in so many uh, scrapes and matches and championship bouts in my time. Uh, Quite. But, uh, and with a massive <laughs> arm, my mate wipes everything off the table and tries to shove... Um, my stew! It, what, what's the... Oh, sorry. Leandros. Yes, and shoves Leandros out of his chair. Leandros absolutely gets up and moves out of the way for my mate. I have no idea what's going on here, Leandros. I'm sorry you have to see this. This woman is clearly filled with passion and vigor. I believe we should hear her out. Well, I do appreciate people filled with passion and vigor. Tell me, what, what brings you here? There's no need for words. And um, my mate places a giant arm down on the table in the arm wrestling Just position. a single giant arm. Boat stands up. <laughs> he stands up with a, like a shot and uh, he like so quickly that it, it scoots the table. He knocks the table, everything on it is just jostling. The tiefling is there holding the blueberry pie. He was coming to bring it over and he just doesn't know what to do at this point. He's like, are you challenging me to an arm wrestling match, you strange woman? How dare you say I'm a stranger? You hold the gym that contains my dear Mamut. What? I am arm wrestling you for it. its return. Boat starts patting his pockets. He's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. How dare you forget 
Enough. Just arm wrestle me now. Can I roll history with advantage now that I've had some clues? I can try and remember. Yes, this. I will allow it, though. I do really like that Chapman's delivery of this sounds like a <laughs> 1990s like video game with like very early voice acting. How dare you not remember? We're playing Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> Um, I actually, oh, with advantage, I rolled a seven, so I still have no idea. What, that's how unmemorable that situation was. To yeah, me. I'm glad to know it was unmemorable for you guys because it caused me headaches for a week. It's like, all right, if there's only one way we can settle this and you send you back on your crazy way, I'll, I'll, I'll battle you in the, the holy sport of arm wrestling. Leandros is going to take everything and sort of gather it off of the table to... Keep it safe from the intensity of the potential arm wrestling. I look at Leandros and I was like, friend, I'm going to need your support if I'm going to win this. Are you in my corner? I support whoever is most passionate about their victory. Mm, I'll have you know that if I can't win this, I will give up my cowboy hat. That's how passionate I am about this. Chapman, I'm going to need you to beat Boat. Yeah, but I just... Uh, the stakes have become very high right now. The stakes are so <laughs> high. We'll bring them down a little bit. You can't grill them while they're way up there. I am so entirely invested in the victory. I'll tell you this, Crone. If I win, however, you must leave and never darken my doorstep with your fanciful tales of mammoths and gems ever again. You do a lot of talking. But I still don't see your arm on the table. She's calling you entirely the hell out. Boat, like, t moves his head to the left. He moves his head to the right. You hear thunderous cracks as the calcium deposits in his bones come loose. He flexes his shoulders and just starts rolling them to get everything moving. And he takes his elbow and with a dull thud, just clamps it onto the top of the table. It's like, this is the dumbest side plot line I have ever encouraged. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I wanted to arm wrestle a cute guy so I could sleep with him. I'm I did not tell want you to right do this. Now, I don't know what you think Leandros looks like, but he's... Dreamy. Not that one. Anyway, put up or shut up. I have been putting up, so how about you shut up? Let's do this. I, I want anybody who is listening to this podcast to know that the four of us, Gabe, me, Josh, and Alon, who are not directly involved with this interaction, as soon as Chapman said that, all four of our heads shot up in shock and we all looked at each other in perfect sync. It was beautiful. I just nodded because it just... Mahmood is... Or, or Mahmood is the most confident character Chapman has ever played and it just it's mate sounds um formidable and and chapman has in in a very short period of time created a character that i genuinely fear deep in my bones maybe she should join the party if koza leaves <laughs> chapman's just gonna go through a revolving cast of characters all with stranger motivations as time goes on <laughs> let's do this all right since this is a sport, can it be an athletics role? Roll opposed strength, both of you. Who do you want to say there's first? Brandon, what did Boat roll? Boat rolled a 22. 
My mate got a 17. So, uh, Josh, would you be so kind as to narrate this event? So the two grip, they grip their hands together for a moment. And then uh, Leandros is looking back and forth between them. And then you can just see that both of them start applying more and more pressure until veins begin popping out on each of their forearms. And after a couple of moments of straining, there are drops of sweat forming on each of their brows. Not gonna lie, you kind of peaked the audience. <laughs> you peaked. <laughs> All right. So there's there's beads of sweat forming on each of their uh, each of their foreheads, and the arms begin to start like rocking a little bit and swaying side to side. It seems like it could be anyone's game. Um, and then boat just kind of like just grips that much harder. And then begins slowly pushing Mamate's hand. Mamate is like struggling and struggling, but after she reaches that point where her arm is just beyond her shoulder, she realizes that there's nothing she can do, that there's no stopping this unstoppable force as it's driven down and tapped onto the table. Well, that was quite dramatic. I, 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 I failed you, Mamut. Boat's I, just sort of like staring through her. He's like, he's not saying anything. He's just like, uh, uh, he's still caught up in the fervor of everything. I'm going to need you to not breathe like that anymore. <laughs> like, I get where you're trying to illustrate. I need you to not do that anymore. <laughs> Now we all know what Gabe has to deal with every time we record. Boat stands up again with a shot, um, sees like the table has been cracked by the force of both their elbows and the ultimate pin of the match. He stands up, he points at the door. He's like, I believe we had an agreement. Fine, you you won't ever see me again. <laughs> she shows up in Groucho Marks glasses and is like, "Tis I, I'm, not my mate." I've never seen you before. I know you had a mission when you came here, but it sounds like now it's a mammoth point. I, I love it. I'm a big fan. Scene. <laughs> Leandros. Yes, my friend. Let's have some pie. Have another drink. And then let's get out of here and find some fun. What do you say? I believe that sounds quite fun, my friend. However, I I wonder about that woman. What vexes you? She was filled with such passion and yet such hatred for you. I have never seen that woman before in my life. Perhaps you have wronged her without knowing. Perhaps I don't know what I could have done. I'll tell you what, maybe tomorrow I'll seek her out. And see if, with cooler heads, we can have a discussion. I believe that that is always the right way to fix a situation such as this. Conversation! Diplomacy! Boat claps Leandros on the arm and says, 
But for now, let's enjoy some delicious pie and revelry. Yes, my friend. Ha ha. Why are, why are y'all talking like speed racer? Boat's high on having just one. He's in a really good mood. When he gets and high also, on victory, he talks like speed racer. And also everything he suggested, Leandros has been like, yes, that's a great idea. So well, because Leandros, <laughs> Leandros doesn't know you're coming on to him, which also I think is part of it. He'll he'll know. <laughs> he'll know. Good God. I'm so I'm so concerned. There he goes. There goes the gravy boat. He's a demon on wheels. <laughs> Oh, that was that was too beautiful. Little do they know that Racer X is secretly Gravy Boat's older brother. <laughs> Little do they know that Race, Racer Mamate is secretly Gravy Boat's arch nemesis. So, Solinar and Koza pop out of the trunk. <laughs> I would also like some pie. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going back to Solinar, uh, who is watching the co- the combat and the jousting. Alita seems like really into it because she seems like really... She's really trying to root for Johannes in this. I think Solinar is also like edge of his seat because it's clear that Johannes is doing well, but not like really scoring those critical successes that would bring him ultimate victory for sure. Fair and reasonable. If I keep entering enough competitions, I'm going to lose some. It's only a matter of time. Given your weird dice rolls, it's shocking you've won as many as you have. I just, you got to believe in the heart of the dice. I will tell you, I'm not sure if this part is going to be Victor. Oh, let me go ahead and... Whenever I need a blue eyes white dragon, dice are always there for me. All right, so Breland is going... So at the beginning of the battle, the order is going to go Breland, Johannes, and then Argent. Freeland is going to uh, brace his lance and charge towards Argent. He is going to hit for double max damage because I critted and wasn't intending to. Yeah, Breland's pissed. Breland is. Uh, Breland, oh God! Is he dead? Did he did he do enough damage where he actually killed a man? No, 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 no. This is all non-lethal damage. But Breland is going to have charged forward with his blunted spear, um, and Argent is going to have caught it on the first swing. But Breland is going to have brought the back of the spear around, taking out his knee and clocking him across the head as he's driven into the ground. Argent now lies prone, and Breland turns and points his spear at Johannes. Wait, is there a concussion protocol? That man needs to be evaluated. I'm sure he's fine. Argent is still conscious and is like, ow. Oh, okay. The person talking to me who must be the referee. That was no, it was Breland. Oh. Breland has clocked this dude. He's like, so, he's fine. So Bre- Breland's pointing the spear at, at Johannes. Yes. Just having completely canoe this man. Yeah. And been like, he's fine. <laughs> Leave him. <laughs> it's between you and me. He's not, he's not speak. He's not shouting this with any urgency. He's like, no, no, no. He's fine. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> it's a very different vibe. He's not just screaming in rampant bloodlust. I just I just want this to be Gladiator, apparently. Where's Lisa <laughs> Gerard? Put Lisa Gerard on. Don't put her on. We don't have the copyright. Uh so Johannes, you're up. And so I'm just I'm rolling to hit, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm running up. Johannes is running. 
and being fling, flung behind him. He's fairly certain that that man has a concussion, and he's like, he's like, I need to, I need to make sure that I uh, protect him. The only way I know how, uh, by shield bashing this dude off of him. A chop. Six. Uh, six does, is going to hit. Get, a six is going to get blocked quite heartily by Breland's own shield. So we got a shield shove match right now. Yes, we do. Uh, Argent is going to, with a kind of grunt, get up and take his own his his own uh, spear and th- try and swing it to hit Johannes to knock him to the side. He's not going to succeed because I rolled a three. Yeah, we, we go and we shield crunch and we're like kind of pushing up against each other and he does the, the spear twirl behind himself and knowing his height, huge height advantage, he goes to go over the top of the shields down on Johannes. Uh, Johannes, though, like sees this right as it's coming. Johannes does a, a, a little push off of his shield and kind of uh, uh, destabilizes his footing for just a moment so that the spear goes right, like, right in front of Johannes. Like, it splits one of his hairs that's hanging in front of him and gets plunged into the sand. So Johannes spins off of it and then goes low, which for Johannes going low is low. Like, he's right at the shin level. It is It is apple-bottom jeans, boots with the fur level low. Yeah. He takes his mace, and he's kind of swinging it through, and uh, uh, 15. That is, I believe, a hit. That is a meat. Perfect. Whoa! Awesome. So, Johannes, yeah, he is, like, his, he's so low that the mace kind of kicks up sand, which, of course, catches the light as he goes, and he crunches into the calf. He's swinging for Breland, yeah? Oh, that's the dude who who's trying to stab him with a spear. Well, I mean, trying to beat him. Breland's not actively trying to kill anyone. Breland has bloodlust. He's just screaming. Breland is the least bloodlusty of the knights. Screaming and that's profanities in the arena. Uh, so I rolled a one, but I have a plus three, so four. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be a long fight. All right. Breland is going to just kind of like smile in elation. He's very excited and he just goes, You're really good at this. I'm small and I'm quick and I'm nimble like a field mouse. A field mouse with power. And he, he goes to swing his spear, but it goes long over Johannes's head, uh, meaning that it is Johannes's turn again. I try, I go as he's swinging a spear. I scramble forward between his legs and I get behind him and I take the mace and I do that thing where I have it like it's latched to his wrist for safety. As Johannes always puts his wrist latch on. Yeah, it's like but a in this mo- Right, exactly. You don't want to throw it at a TV. So in this moment, he swings it and so he can do a different grip so he can go and just kind of like plunge it as if it was a sword. Oh, nice. I, I got a 25, not a crit. That is, yeah, that's going to hit. So he just goes right into the back, the small of his back, and just kind of crunch for eight. Um, you hear his legs sort of buckle underneath him with that swift mace strike to his back. He is going to spin and try and get Johannes with his shield as he's going down. So a 16 hit. Um, 
I have an 18 armor class. So no. No, I am surprised by that. But then I remember Paladin. Yeah, Paladin with shield. Yeah. He's a walking fortress right now, man. Yeah, and I'm so small. So So (laughs) it's just a very heavily armored tiny cube. So very small and so very armored. Yeah, so that shield comes and what happens is Johannes again like turns and catches it in time uh, to put his shield up and he gets hit by it and it pushes Johannes across the sand a few feet, just the force of the shield so that Johannes is much further away than he was before. Johannes knows his only only way that he's going to be able to beat this man is by staying in close uh, to eliminate the reach factor. It's something that Johannes learned from his early competition days. So he, uh, again, let me just roll first and see what he does. After being pushed back by that shield, sand spraying, uh, he goes and he tries to do, he doesn't, you know, he's not necessarily, I wouldn't call Johannes the brightest shield. And so he pushes off of the other shield again, like he did before to get some separation to move in. But Breland was perfectly ready for this because it's the second time Johannes has did it. So as Johannes pushes off from the shield, uh, what does Breland do? Uh, as Johannes pushes off of the shield, Breland is going to do his best to come around with his spear on the on the long side using the pole to hit Johannes rather than trying to use the tip of the spear to pierce. Mm-hmm. He's instead of use he's now using it more like a, a bow staff than he is like a spear. Yeah. And I, I rolled a 10, by the way. I didn't think that would. Yeah, no, you're you're fine. Uh, that isn't going to hit because uh, even but without because without modifiers, I'm still nowhere near your arm class because I rolled a five. Yeah, so he, he's both staff and Johannes uh, was going low. Uh, and, and again, he was trying to do the shield push low. Breland knew exactly what was happening. So he swung his his end of his spear. Johannes uh, then jumps onto the spear and tries to run up it to hit him in the head. How much weight is your armor and you? And how strong do you think this spear is? I'm a small person. That's as much as I have to say about that. You're still at least like 50 pounds. What things do I need to roll? Well, dexterity at the very least. Acrobatics or straight decks? Acrobatics. I got a 12. Uh, you are going to fall off the spear. No! Uh, Breland is going to take that as a moment to step back and let you get back up. No. I see. You didn't want to go to ground with a, with a, someone, a, a ruffian like me. Got a little bit of mongoose in me. You never know what might happen. It is unwise and unfair to fight a man when he's down. True words, true words. I just remember we, neither of us are wearing helmets, so I really can't, should not ever swipe at your head. So it's a good thing I realized that and stopped running up that pole. I probably would have snapped your spear, too. I, I weigh more in this heavy armor than I remember myself weighing. He, uh, Breland sort of taps the scar over his lost eye and is like, I've taken enough hits to the face, I think. Yeah, no hits to the face. That's rule number one. I couldn't agree more. Eddie. And Johannes just throws his, his mace. But, throws his mace just at Breland. But it's attached to his wrist, so he tries to get Breland to, like, cover his his, uh, his face, and then he grabs it, and he swings it. Alright, I'm gonna let that work. Roll. Woohoo! 23! Nat 20, or modified? No, no, not, yeah. Alright, roll for damage, my friend. Six. 
as Johannes kind of like foe throws his mace uh, like over Breland's shoulder, but then he catches it. So it's because it, it's attached with the wrist thing for safety, but it momentarily catches Breland off guard and Johannes comes up and kind of gets a quick, quick tippy tap in with the mace. And he's back inside where he needs to be to know. He knows one good hit and Breeling could take him out just like he did uh, given that other night a full concussion. So, Johannes is really standing close. So as you take it and as you, you know, hit him and take him down, Breeland goes to the ground and taps twice, indicating his concession to your victory. The crowd goes nuts. And Johannes, of course, reaches down, he grabs Breland and he helps him up. And then he goes, they go over to... Uh, Argent has been up. He's just kind of been scowling at the sides. Yeah, he goes up to... Goes up to he's taking Breland to Argent. He's like, man, your, your, your reach and strength is something else. I got lucky I kept being able to get inside. I was worried about the footing on the sand. Uh, but actually, I've had a lot of practice on keeping my footing in sand lately. That used to be something that really threw me off. I, I lost a lot of these because of that. Interesting how a little bit of repetition work can do some some good for you. You fought incredibly well, both of you. I couldn't have asked for better competitors. Argent kind of just like scoffs and shrugs and walks away. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't have ever win won this in the slightest if it wasn't for the weird inconsistencies of my dice and my squire. What do you mean your dice, my friend? Like, you know how when you fight, you feel like there's kind of like dice rattling around in your head and then they, they land somewhere and, and right when they do, you either get moments of clarity or you're just kind of confused. I can't say I do. Well, then you can at least put your faith in the greatest squire who's ever lived. Cole! Cole is still like shoving snacks into his mouth and he kind of like walks up and uncomfortably sort of waves at the populace. Call! 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 I just wanted to end on a coal chant. We started a real coal train of chanting there. Oh, there we go. I'm good with that. That's pretty cool. Good lord.